Good afternoon. Welcome to Wellness Wednesday and the Chronically Driven Radio Show. Sandra Sova here for what is my very first show of the new year, first of 2022. I'm delighted to be here with you for the next hour talking about health, wellness, and being in the driver's seat of our life. I'm really excited for another year of interesting guests and topics and just basically sharing the time with you. Today, I've got a few segments including an update from Nanaimo Women Helping Women on some of the things they've accomplished since we checked in with them in December. And we'll highlight a couple of educational series they are putting on that may be of interest to you. So stay tuned. That update is going to be in our second segment today. I'm going to be starting off with a bit of a new year check-in to see where we are at as far as expectations for this new year that has just started. And then I'm going to be sharing some personal stories and viewpoints on why I am an advocate for health, freedom, and what that has looked like over the years. You are listening to Wellness Wednesdays and the Chronically Driven radio show and podcast. Let's get started. It is now 2022. A lot of twos there. I, I kind of like that. I hope you're doing really great um, whenever you watch this. I hope you had a nice time over the holidays. And I hope that you are looking forward to this coming year. The start of a new year is a time when people, sometimes they do a little bit of reflecting, sometimes they do some intention setting, sometimes they do vision boards, and sometimes they do a bunch of wishing and hoping that this year will be better. And when I'm thinking about that, I am looking back and reflecting on the things that I have gone through. And you know what? I've had some pretty tough years some pretty challenging circumstances over the course of time, and I'm sure you have too. Never has that meant that I've had a bad year, let's get on for, for the next. It just that sort of an ideology, that sort of a mindset, it's not going to set you up for the kind of year that you want to have unless you are sort of stuck in a repeat pattern of being surrounded with things that are really challenging and finding that no matter what you do, two steps forward, you know, one step back and, you know, life is hard and it's it's really tough and man, last year sucked and ugh, let's let's just even hold our breath. Don't even have low expectations for the next year. If you identify with that in some way. And I know we see it if you're on social media, that's the type of posts that are popping up uh, here here and there and, and, and everywhere. But what I always like to do, I always like to, to reframe. And with the comment on, I've had a lot of tough years, that doesn't define my year. And when I look back, when I look back at 2021, and let's just say, I have to be careful when I'm saying my years because honestly, it feels like there was 2020 
and now it's 22 and 22. Not that 2021 was a blur. In fact, lots of really great things happened in 2021, but it just went so darn fast. And, um, you know, there could be a few reasons for that, whether that be perception or reality or just what's, what's going on. But now in reflection, when I look back on 2021, and I invite you to do the same, you can choose to reflect on things that were challenging, restrictive, or hard or unexpected, or you can choose to reach for and look back on some of the things that were amazing, where you decided to do something different as a result of maybe needing to and found a new way of doing something, a new skill, a new relationship, a new friendship, a new a new way of being. And I think that that is, there's, there should be a lot of those. And I think that we can all find those sort of things. And what I know for me personally is that focusing on the things that bring joy, that have been great, that I'm really proud of, is also the way to set that intention for the type of year that I want to create for um, for myself and my family for the year ahead. I did a post a couple of days ago um, just as that reminder of that we create this life. And that can be challenging sometimes when we have like really challenging experiences. But some of the things that I'm going to be touching on when I talk a little bit more about my journey is that as we do go through all of this kind of stuff, that's that's the lessons. That's this life stuff that is happening for us, not to us. Stuff that's happening around us is for us to learn from and to grow. And I, I always, you know, I, I, I did pick up the, the term for sure from following, uh, listening to, and the readings of Dolores Cannon, the phrase that life is a school. And I'm sure she was not the first first to do that, but I really do I really do believe that and put that into into practice and know that as we go through particularly anything that is challenging, if we can find even just one thing, if we can learn something from that experience for ourselves, what could we have what can we have done better? What was a vulnerable point? How did something something happen? If we can learn even one thing, take that instead of deflecting and putting the responsibility for life and circumstances onto outside sources, I feel that's how we move forward and don't have to continue to deal with that karmic sort of a lesson coming up and repeating. So where was I going with this one? I think I was talking about going into the new year and just having having the the understanding, the belief and the trust that what we put out is what we get back. And as we are doing these 
times in the first few days of the year. I know I am working on, um, I'm doing a vision board. I haven't done one for years and years and years. I've talked about doing it, but um, actually putting a vision board into uh, into place this year. I've cleaned cleaned up Christmas. I've got uh, just uh, sort of my my regular regular stuff that back there. You'll see a, a bunch of essential oils and um, um, I've got my oracle decks, my cards, which are so, so meaningful and helpful to me these days. And and I, I put up the Arthritis Kitchen poster. Um, that's where I, I started in the online world. I started out as a blogger and started doing content on how to prepare healthy, nutritious meals, and also how to do so as someone who may have um, pain or mobility challenges, energy issues. And I just sort of made the arthritis kitchen is where I, I started with that. So I am revisiting some of my early passions and intentions of being a content creator. And I've got so much stuff that I'm going to share with you guys. And part of it is also going to be sharing with you little peeks into sort of my daily practices and what I do. And I've got a few really cool books that um, I'm going to be sharing with you along the way. Today, what I want to share with you is something from this. Look at this book. It is so pretty. It is called Creative Alchemy, Meditations, Rituals, and Experiments to Free Your Inner Magic. That sounds really, really fun. I, I, I found this book on one of my many thrifting adventures and picked it up for, what, probably a dollar. And... I wanted to, I, I opened it up and this is just perfect because if you've ever heard of the, um, of the practice of, of setting a word, a, a sort of a, a word of, of, of intention for the year, I picked this up and opened it right to the word that I have been focusing on talking a lot about, um, using it in conversation. It's been showing up in my journaling. And so my word for 2022 is purpose. And in it is so this book it has um, 88 practices and again you'll get um, a meditation it'll talk about a ritual and then and then something something playful to try so I am going to read to you which is passage number 15 for any of you that are really into numbers and the meditation for today's creative alchemy is I have purpose so purpose. Reflect on a time when you felt exceptionally great about yourself and what you were doing in that moment. So take a moment to do that because the next step is really quite fun. So just, just get quiet and think about some time when you felt fantastic. You were in your zone. You were in flow. You felt that connection. You were feeling amazing. Okay. Now, imagine, imagine that you are existing 100 years ago. Fantasize about the most beautiful, romantic, and fulfilling life you could dream of having then. How would you spend your days? Bring at least one idea from this vision into your now. I think that is... I like that. That seems 
that seems playful. So it allows us to do a little bit of reflecting on something positive and amazing. And, you know, maybe that's something that happened uh, last year in 2021. And if it's not, if you have to reach farther back, do so. But think of a time when you just felt super, super great and take that feeling and imagine your life 100 years ago or do it 100 years in the future however you want to play with this. There's no hard and flat, fast rules, but this is sort of in a creative process. And then with that vision, as we're imagining our beautiful, wonderful life, I'm going to go back, I'm going to do 100 years ago. And what does that day look like? What does that life look like? And I'm going to do just like the the suggestion and bring one of those ideas into the now, into the present moment. Welcome back. What does it mean to be an advocate? By definition, an advocate is a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. More specifically, what does it mean to be an advocate for health or to be involved in health activism? Health advocacy or health activism encompasses direct service to the individual or family, as well as activities that promote health and access to health care in communities and the larger public. Advocates support and promote the rights of patients in the healthcare arena, help to build capacity to improve community health, and enhance health policies initiatives focused on available, safe, and quality care. Health advocates are sometimes a role that someone can play when they are assisting someone through a health journey, or health advocacy is something that you do personally for yourself. Whether it is advocating for yourself, a family member, or the planet, advocating for patients' rights, choice, and freedom in my opinion, is a very important role. I fell into this role naturally as a result of really wanting to be an active participant in my life and my healthcare as someone living with a chronic condition. I also am someone that understands, respects, and values natural approaches to wellness. And I know that it is important for me to recognize my uniqueness as an individual and not just to be looked at or consider myself as a typical version of so-and-so someone with a condition, because that just has not been my experience. I think that we are all so very individual. It is a bit of a dance at times, working with your medical team and making the choices that are best for you. One of the things that I really do like to bring awareness to in the area of health advocacy is the importance of becoming an expert of our own bodies and any conditions that we may have. If you believe like I do, that each of us are unique and that what works for you may not work for me and that our bodies send messages to us and it's our job to listen, then you know that the one size fits all approach is not going to be the best route for everyone. Most important of all is to know, recognize, and stand up for the fact that you, me, 
All of us are the ones that have the choice to do what is right for us. Here now is one of the most significant moments I have had in my personal advocacy and pursuit for health freedom. I became an advocate for myself. And through that, I discovered the importance of patient advocacy. And I then translated that, not just doing that for myself, but also doing that for my parents and for now for others to help share patient advocacy on a larger platform. I feel really strongly about being what I refer to as being in the driver's seat when it comes to our health and wellness. And I talk about that all the time. And it has been a very, very strong foundation of how I approach so many decisions of what it comes when it comes to my health and well-being. Standing up for personal health, a portion of my cancer journey. Even though I had no lymph node involvement and clear margins, I decided I was comfortable with going through with the chemotherapy for to just make sure to eradicate that cancer on a systemic level. We went, you go, you go to the BC Cancer Agency and you meet with the oncologists, uh, depending on the team of the type of cancer you have and the type of treatment that is recommended, the different protocols for breast cancer here in Canada, in British Columbia, the standard protocols that everyone is usually going through is surgery to remove, um, remove the cancer, chemotherapy to, again, eradicate it systemically, followed by radiation to to then also eradicate it um, at site. So when you go through and you hear all these different these different things presented to you, and you take take along a, a, a friend or partner, I brought my my spouse along with me. Lots of information, and of course, you just received a cancer diagnosis. It's extremely overwhelming. But this is where having lived with a chronic condition and already considering myself a patient advocate, that really served me well. It served me well to have the presence of mind. First of all, each and every medical appointment that I go to, I'm the customer. And it is, I go in with an an expectation that I will be having a two-way conversation, not going for just a one, a one-sided information. I know I prepare for these, um, for these appointments. I, I do make sure that I am as well informed and educated as I can be. And then again, it is also, it also is um, my body. I'm the one that's, that's, that's living, living this life. So of course I should be able to have the really, the really best, um, the best knowledge for that. And that's where you look to your medical professionals to help guide you to make these decisions. And I made a really important decision. And it's one that it has become one of the most pivotal decisions that I made for my personal health and wellness that I continue to draw on and I continue to respect, value, and stand up for. And that is the fact that when when going through and hearing all of the different risk 
versus benefits. And that's really important to understand when undergoing any sort of surgical procedure, um, undergoing any sort of uh, medication treatment or any sort of protocols like that, you are wanting to have a discussion of risk versus benefits. Because as with these things, there are always, when you are talking about things that are not in the natural health and wellness field that come from the um, pharmaceutical side of things, there are always risks and side effects to be aware of. Now, you weighing the benefits, and that's how I described how with the chemotherapy, I absolutely risk benefit I chose to go down that route. But when I was listening to and learning more about radiation, first of all, looking at the the situation that I specifically was in, pathology that had come back from my cancer specifically, I really, I really felt that also eradicating the skin and burning, burning the tissues through radiation, I thought that was didn't it didn't seem logical it didn't seem necessary then when hearing about the chance the percentage of um, more protection of having it versus not those numbers again those just didn't make sense for me logically based on my particular situation and then here was the absolute ultimate tipping point and decision making process for me in learning about it and listening and asking questions, I started to hear them talk about the very, um, the strain on our heart and our cardio function by having radiation um, that close to the chest. I then started to listen to that voice in my head that reminded me of what I had learned through arthritis research that simply by having rheumatoid arthritis since the age of, of eight years old, and along with a lot of the medications that are sometimes used, I am more at risk for cardiac concerns than the average person. I was also more overweight at the time. All of these things, the the flag started going, the, the alarm bells, the listening, and also listening to my, my intuition, listening to what I knew was right for me. I declined the radiation procedure. Now, believe it or not, some people were really surprised that I even, were you, oh, were you allowed to do that? Yeah, of course I was. I'm in the driver's seat. This is, you know, I, I make the choices when it comes to what I choose or not to do when it comes to um, medical treatment, medications, all of that. I have always, always I've recognized and understood the importance of having this personal advocacy and being able to, to do that. And so I did that for not going with a radiation process. And this year it will be nine years cancer-free, and so, so eternally grateful for that. But it is something that, again, it is taking that understanding, taking that ownership and knowing what is right. So nowadays, fast forward to the times that we are living in, again, things that are choices on how someone chooses to 
look after their health and wellness. When it comes to how to protect myself through seasonal threats or through this year, that year, or the next, I'm going to be really paying attention to any sort of protocols that may have cardiac issues associated with them. So whether or not we're going to be talking about the latest and greatest arthritis medication, or it is anything else, these types of things are really, really important to me personally. And I think that they should... Well, I know they're important to a lot of people as well, but part of this is just to highlight the idea of being a patient advocate, the idea for recognizing that always, no matter what you're being told, always the person that has the ability and the right to make the decisions when it comes to your personal health is you. And we always need to make sure that we continue to have that freedom to be able to choose what uh, what we choose to do with our bodies. If I had been, if I had not spoken up and you just go along to get along, I would have had, um, I would have had radiation. I would have had, I don't know how many rounds or whatever it is that they call it. There was at least 10, if not 24. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount. That's, that's what's expected. That's what's expected to, for, from you when you get a diagnosis. And I would like to put that out for anyone whenever you receive or you are experiencing any sort of a health issue. Get back and get into that driver's seat. Take a look. Take a look at the root cause. Take a look at is there something in your in your lifestyle that you can change? Is there something of the natural or holistic um, side of things that you might want to try first? Become educated. Become informed. Become empowered, and understand that this is this body, this life that we have been given. It's pretty precious. Know what is right for you always make the decisions that are right for you. And if you are someone that is perhaps living with arthritis or some other inflammation-related condition and also taking some medications, I want you to be aware of your heart health as a result of having these conditions and understand the impact of anything extra uh, straining on your cardiac health is something that you might want to pay attention well, that wraps up another episode, another show for today. I hope you have enjoyed the eclectic mix of conversations and topics on today's show. And I hope that when you listen, that you are somewhat inspired to be in the driver's seat when it comes to your life and in particular, your health and wellness, wherever you stand in this current climate, whatever you're doing, I hope you are doing so knowing that it resonates with the truth and that it feels right, not only for yourself, but for generations to come. Until next time, I am wishing you wellness.